Hey, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about a place where dreams are made. If one of your New Year's resolutions is to get into the studio, finally get around to recording, maybe it's a single, an EP or an album, something you might have been talking about for a few years now, Bangers and Moss Studios in Hardy's Bay on the central coast of New South Wales is a place for you. Bob Trigg, he runs the show there. We only just recently had him on the podcast uh, a few months ago. The studio was completed in July of last year. That's 2022, so it's pretty spanking new and offers a comfortable and relaxed space. He's got all the gear there as well, so you don't really have to bring anything. He's got the drums, guitars, amps, the whole lot. It's ideal for bands, singers-songwriters, even for people like me, podcasters. Anyone who really wants to make a noise... It's all happening at Bangers and Mosh Studio. Say good day to Bob. Head to bangersandmosh.com. That's bangers with a Z. Now it's time for today's episode. Let's go, boys. The Street Press Podcast with Sean Fraser. For a start, there are not enough white men doing podcasts. I've got to always support that when that comes along. I was talking to a mate today at a baby queue. We didn't cook a baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was. I just want to thank you. Yeah, no, it was me. He wouldn't shake our hand until he finished putting on his glove. Imagine what he's like during the pandemic. <laughs> well, I got you here for the podcast after your big night last oh. night, so I'm stoked with that. I get a thrill knowing that you're doing what you're doing. That's good. Well, I don't know what I'm doing today. We're just sort of just winging it. Did you moon Kylie Minogue? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Street Press Podcast. My name is Sean Fraser. I hope you are doing well. Um, let's cut to the chase. I'm a little disappointed this week. Uh, I did have two artists lined up to interview and uh, right at the 11th hour, both fell through. Um, one in particular who was going to be on this week's episode is uh, one of my idols too. So if you're upset about no <laughs> no interview this week, uh, I'm probably equally or even more upset that uh, I didn't get this, uh, this artist on. But I have been told by the PR team that we can get him on, but a little later in the year. So I'm pretty shattered. Basically what happened was the time that I could interview didn't match up with the time that he could take the call. He's in the UK. So uh, we're going to have to try and do it again another time. But this week I'm flying solo, just in a room talking to myself. So I don't know how it's going to go. Um, it is quite a strange thing to just press record and uh, <laughs> do it this way. Uh, how was your week? Hopefully your weekend was pretty good. I was at the Chili Peppers. Uh, in Homebush, so we went down there and a uh, pretty good concert for a bunch of blokes in their 60s. We had a great time and they did too on stage. They played a lot of hits and a lot of B-sides, probably too many. That's not coming from me, that's coming from what I saw with the crowd. Like, you know, they'd play Californication, for example, and uh, everyone knew that song, but then they'd blast into like five or six songs from their two records that they released last year that no one's really heard of and the mass exodus of the crowd <laughs> the crowd heading to the bar because they didn't know the songs uh, I felt a bit sorry for the band but they've got to know that they can't play too many songs that no one knows in a row otherwise uh, the interest starts to get lost a little bit another thing they didn't play under the bridge in sydney i heard that they played it in melbourne a couple of nights later but they did not play under the bridge how can you do a red hot chili pepper set and not play that song i know that they're known as like a jam band and uh 
you know, they sort of go against the grain, I suppose, sometimes when they play live. It was a bit like Nirvana back in the day, I suppose. Kurt didn't like playing Smells Like Teen Spirit all the time. He used to play whatever he wanted to play. But uh, the Chilis didn't play Under the Bridge at Sydney. And Post Malone was the support act on the night. I was really, really pumped to see Post Malone. I know that might come a little left of field for some people who know that I like my punk rock, but I really rate him. I think he's great. I think he's a good lyricist. Uh, He's a bit of a punk rocker at heart as well. I remember in the pandemic when we were all in lockdown and he was doing these videos, I think he did a Nirvana set and he was playing electric guitar and just singing without that vocal effect that he uses, which is like an auto-tune sort of thing. So I was really keen to to watch him, but I don't want to be a pessimist, but it sounded like, and it appeared so, that he was lip syncing. And I know that, you know, the, the big solo artists, your Katy Perry's, your Britney Spears, you know, it's it's not uncommon for that to happen, but usually they'll have the backing track in the background and then sort of sing over it, but uh, it looked like, and someone might want to write in and tell me that I'm wrong, but from my eyes and my ears, it looked like it was all a backing track and uh, his his lips weren't moving with the words perfectly. So that was disappointing. But Post Malone is a great um, entertainer and uh, and his songs are incredible as well. But uh, before I move on, I do have a story about the Chili Peppers. My friend Jim, he called me. He was at the Mercantile in the Rocks. And I know that people have been saying that they've seen the Chili Peppers around town in Sydney, um, out and about. Uh, I think Flea was down at the beach in Maroubra. And uh, Jim called me from the Mercantile Pub. Chad Smith was just hanging out there, the drummer of the Chilies. And uh, Jim was with his friend Smithy, who asked him for a photo. He said, Chad, can I get a photo with you? And Chad was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And then Smithy said to him, can I just go and grab my camera, which is very old school. Not many people take the cameras out with them. <laughs> go out for a beer. And Chad said to him, oh, look, I've just got to, um, I've just got to head down here and, uh, I'll come back and see you. And my friend Jim looked at Smithy and said, yeah, he's not coming back. There's no way. And, uh, they thought they missed their opportunity at a photo because, uh, Smithy didn't have his phone like normal people. He had a camera that he wanted to get this shot on. But five minutes later, they look up the road, Chad is walking towards them and he's like, all right, let's get that photo. They snapped it and then all three of them went back into the mercantile pub and there was a jazz band on and Chad just hung out there for the rest of the night. I thought that was a cool story. I, thought, <laughs> I think it's cool that you look at these mega rock stars with all this money, all this fame, and I love hearing when they're down to earth. And uh, Chad even said bye to the guys after the, the gig was over that night and he was only there on his own. But uh, I, I love hearing those stories where these A-listers in the music scene They don't care where they are, what they're doing. As long as they're watching music or listening to music, they're fine. Uh, Last week, I had Josh Josh on the show. We were having a chat about a bunch of things. uh, And then we started chatting about going to America. And Josh has been on three tours of the States. I went over to the States in 2015. I took my acoustic guitar and my best friend with me. And uh, we drove from Los Angeles to New York. And I had a few people say that they were intrigued by that. And, um, yeah, it was a wild time. So we left in April 2015, flew over, uh, landed in Los Angeles and dropped our bags off at this hostel in Hermosa Beach. And then we picked up the van 
Immediately after picking up the van, we were on the five-lane highway there, which was insane to drive on. Uh, my first taste of driving on the other side of the road was, uh, and on the other side of the car, was on a five-lane highway <laughs> driving through Los Angeles. And um, that was pretty crazy. And then we drove straight to Target and we picked up a blow-up mattress, pulled down the seats in this old van, blew up the mattress, and that was our home for five weeks. It was not the most comfortable. It was not in any way luxurious. And it was starting to get pretty warm over there as well. So the nights, especially when we were down in the southern states, it was it was as hot, if not hotter, than it is here in Australia in summertime. So it, it was good. We met so many people, some people that are going to be friends of mine for life, uh, met some people in San Diego, Los Angeles, New York City, basically everywhere we went, <laughs> we just rocked up to a bar and, and tried to make friends or a hostel. And I actually I have some audio that I do want to play today. And this audio has never been played before. And I've listened to it a few times and... I've often wondered whether I would ever show anyone this. When we got to Florida, first I'll just premise this with, along the way, if I met anyone interesting, I would pull out my iPhone, press record on the voice memos and just chat with them. And I had all these interesting chats with so many people right across America. And I never knew what I was going to do with this audio. I was just doing it because... Uh, I don't know. I just thought maybe it would work for a future project, but here we are. I've got a podcast these days, but it is a music podcast, so a lot of those interviews don't wouldn't make sense for um, for this pod. But I thought because I was driving through, playing songs, it sort of works. So I met this lady. She had a really interesting story. We started chatting. We were just sitting there. And she started talking about her life and uh, I was just blown away. Sort of not in a good way either. She, she was quite rough and tough and, um, and her upbringing was horrible. And uh, the things that had happened in her life were just awful. And um, she actually agreed to, you know, do a bit of an interview with me in this little project that I'd come up with while driving across the States, we got chatting. I'll just play two things from this interview. There was a point where just before I started recording, she mentioned that three of her husbands had died previously. And I sort of quizzed her on one of them. And she told me that he'd been shot. And when she told me that, she sort of laughed. I found that really eerie. So that's when I decided that I'd like to chat with her and record it, and she allowed me to do that. So here's a bit of it now. Hey, what's up, cool ass? How much, man? I'm just sitting here uh, regaling my story with this young gentleman here from uh, Australia, right? Yeah. My name is Summer. And you've got how many husbands that are dead? Three. And what are the stories with all three of them? Two suicides and a um, one got shot. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, baby. But I was in another state at every one. One of them got shot. How did that happen? I don't know. I wasn't there. 
I've got documented evidence of it. I took a picture of myself with a newspaper on this day, and the local newspaper. So you were, yeah. someone tried to say that you were there? Oh, yeah, so, somebody called me, like, hey, you did, and I was like, click! Yeah, when I got a news herald, nope, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so take out of that whatever you will. And, um, and hopefully that uh, conversation wasn't too triggering for you. Um, and remember that the number for Lifeline, if you need some help, is 13 11 14. We started chatting more, Summer and I. It just went everywhere. We got to the topic of weapons. You've got something on you right now? <laughs> yeah, right, knuckle busters. I got a pair of nuts. And what else? You got that. You got a knife? And, yeah, a big one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big knife, too. Yeah, yeah. and I got one so, in here. So, <laughs> got one how many here. people in this pub do you, do you reckon have weapons like you do on them right now? Well, there's only six people in here, basically, that are customers. One, two, three, four. No, no. Four people in here that are customers. I'd say three of them. Woohoo! And what, what would they have on them? Depends. My daddy wouldn't let me leave the house since I was three years old without at least three knives on me. And you know what? When I was seven, my mom was supposed to pick me up for a dentist appointment. And she didn't show up because she was out getting fucked by some random stranger. And so I had to walk home from school. And that was three miles. And some guy pulls over and he was all, where are you going, sweetheart? I said, home. And he goes, well, get in the car. I said, no. He get in the car. I said, no. And he come over and tried to grab me by my arm. I pulled out my knife and I stuck him right in the knee and I twisted that shit. Knuckle dusters and a knife bringing it to the pub. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I never ever saw Summer ever again. I never, we didn't exchange phone numbers, didn't exchange Facebooks, no Instagram, no Twitter handles, nothing. Um, and that's probably a good thing. As for my band, the Ritzy Kids, the four of us, we are releasing a single this month. I think it's a it's a favourite of ours, of the band. I mean, the, you, when you're in a band, obviously there's some songs that you, you like playing and then there's some songs that you really love playing and, uh, and this is one of them. Uh, I wrote this song during a sort of uh, a dark time, I suppose, a couple of years ago uh, when the pandemic first hit and a lot of people out there didn't know if they were going to lose their jobs, didn't know if they were going to lose their houses. Uh, it's all about uh, trying to find or scrape together some coin to uh, j- to just keep going, basically. And uh, I really like this one, uh, <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that. I- I'm really excited for this one to be out in the ether and uh, and to release it. It's called Dark Blue Sky. Um, so, so keep a lookout for that. Also, the second bit of news is we are playing a gig. It's coming up in March. I can't drop the date and I can't drop the band who we are playing with. We are supporting this act and, uh, it's very exciting because, uh, they're a big band and they've been around for a little while now and uh, in the punk rock sort of scene, they're one of the biggest at the moment. So uh, when I can announce that, I will. Um, keep your eyes on our website, theritzykids.com. Don't forget we've got videos on there. We've got everything, all the info that you need for anything upcoming with the band. And if you want to just hear music, 
uh, head to theritzykids.com. And I just want to wrap up this short episode with this. Yep, this is the segment where you can write on into the Street Press. Go to the streetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters. And uh, this one's actually not a letter. This one's, I was speaking to my friend Brad on the phone on Friday. And uh, you never know who's listening to a podcast when you release it. So you get some figures such as like uh, how many streams you get, um, how many listeners you get. You sort of get told what cities they might be in. um, But you never know exactly who's listening. And Brad said... When he was talking to me on the phone, he said, oh, it's weird to hear your voice because I've been listening to all your, you know, your back catalogue of your podcast. And um, he said, it's just weird to hear you on the phone. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's always good to have mates tuning in and supporting what you're doing. Don't forget, anyone wants to write on into the show or maybe you've got someone that I should interview. Maybe you've thought of someone that would be a good little uh, tea up there. Head to thestreetpresspodcast.com forward slash request for that. But hopefully next week we've got someone on the show. I'm pretty sure we will. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next Wednesday. Ta-da. Listener.